It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Philip Bliss, a business visionary and co-host of Toronto's Podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network your source for great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Emily May Feely, who began teaching piano in Waterloo four years ago to earn cash on the side. She went on to develop a web-based business called Feely Piano School that lets you book a piano teacher to come to your home. In 2014, Emily May founded Feely Piano School, which has been called the Uber of music lessons. Since then, it has grown from a small startup to a three-province, ten-city enterprise. Currently, Feely, a self-taught entrepreneur, is associated with three incubators at the U of T in Mississauga, Sheridan College, and Carleton University, which are helping to support her journey. Lately, she's been focusing on the business side of the company and is no longer teaching. With over ten cities in Alberta, Ontario, and Nova Scotia, Feely Piano School is very much on the grow. Welcome, Emily May. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, you know, where you're from, give us the details on your current business, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. Well, first, I just really wanted to say thanks, Phil, for having me. It's really nice to be able to share my story with others. I'm 26. I'm from Brantford, Ontario, which is a small city just past Hamilton, which is just past Toronto. I've been running my business since 2014, and, um, Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about I mean, I, I did a description of, of the school, but can you tell us a bit more about the school? And more importantly, tell us a bit about the stop moment, you know, when you said, I'm going to become an entrepreneur, and the first thing I'm going to do is open this piano school. Yeah, it's a really interesting story how we got here. Um, I, I'm the founder of Feely Piano School, so we hire music teachers that drive to your home and teach you on your instrument. There's lots of good reasons why, and it'll, I guess, come a little bit later. But the, the aha moment, I guess, for me was I was in university, and I was in my fourth year of studies, and I had to take a business course. And for this business course, I had to make a website for myself as if I was going to be a studio teacher. And I had to make a website and a couple of other things. And so when I graduated, I kind of said, well, like, what the heck? I'll just put the website online. I'll pay for it wasn't paid at this point. And I just said, okay, well, let's just see what happens if I click and pay for the website. It was not planned at all. And so upon graduating, I had to get a job. So I did that. And then I started putting out a couple of ads on Kijiji. And at the same time, I was dating someone in another city and I was trying to figure out how I was going to get him. So buying a car seemed to make sense, but I needed to be able to afford it. So I kind of made a connection between maybe I should go teach lessons in his city while I go there and make some side cash. Naturally, he didn't have a piano at his place. I started seeing where other pianos existed, and that was in the homes of others, and then it just started. That's interesting. But why an entrepreneur? I mean, why not go on and teach music in the the traditional way, uh, which is sort of entrepreneurial, but this this is very different. I mean, how did you come about starting an online business? I mean, in my description, it says, you know, and I took that from, from an article, you're currently the uber of music lessons i mean you know well, what happened phil is it, it kind of just exploded i i began to be in demand in a lot of different cities and because i started justifying anywhere i wanted to go with finding a student in that city so 
you know, I want to go back and visit Toronto and visit my friends there. And um, okay, well, I'll find a couple of students and then I'll have to go every week to see them. So this Uber system kind of happened organically, but then what happened over time is it became way too much to manage, you know, taking payments from cities and managing everything. So then it was, it was just a business decision to go online and then a business decision to start to hire. So uh, like all of it became organic. And even to this day, I'm learning because I'm not trained in business. I'm not trained in tech, but uh, the tech elements are kind of on a need to happen basis, just because (laughs) it's so unpredictable. Um, so now yesterday I was in a, a meeting with my marketing team and it was interesting to identify my new role. It is digital marketing. It is entrepreneur. It's not a music teacher anymore. So the business has taken quite a shift to be online. Now we're managing, I'm managing software systems, designing a new website, forecasting what trends are coming in the future with technology, how we can work with technology to make music interesting. What about the financing? You know, I think lots of people might think about being an entrepreneur and might have ideas, but they're really unsure of how to get in the game. I mean, you know, if it needs money, especially, did you have to find financing, find the investment? How, how, did, how did it happen? So the company is all bootstrapped, which is a term that means it's self-funded by myself. And mm-hmm. uh, I think... There's a lot of entrepreneurs or people who would like to be entrepreneurs out there that believe it, take a lot of, it takes a lot of money. And in my experience and in the experience of many of my friends, we've noticed it doesn't actually take a lot of money. It just takes a lot of knowledge on how to use things for free. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I made up, everyone in the office knows me as the girl who made 100000 off a Wix website. So a Wix website costs you, it's about $100 for the year subscription. You can even work with a lot of products online for free. Uh, I use Kijiji a lot. Self-knowledge as I could. I'm self-taught on a lot of SEO, which is, you know, bringing your website up in a high Google ranking. So luckily, I've been able to leverage a lot of free resources just with my own knowledge. So I haven't, I haven't had to raise funds. I know that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs consider. I've been offered to have some funds invested in my company. That's mm-hmm. a story. But I think, I think the takeaway is Maybe it doesn't cost as much as most entrepreneurs think it does. It just takes creativity and a lot of Googling, to be honest. I think all entrepreneurs are just professional Googlers. <laughs> so what, is a typical, what does a typical day look like for Emily? You know, how do you maintain the kind of focus it needs to succeed? What do you do first thing in the morning? That kind of thing. It is a very bizarre lifestyle. My typical day looks like get up around... Well, 5.36, I would say. I just naturally wake up at that time. I've been a very morning energetic person. So I've got some some daily lists that I do for myself. They're gratitude lists. And I've got about five different things that I consider just to get my mind started. And then I usually work on the computer from about 6.30 to about 8. I'm doing online maintenance and then the rest of my day looks like a, an hour of intense focus and then a small 20-minute break and an hour of intense focus and 20 minutes break and about till six o'clock. And then I try to get some physical activity in and then I try to rest at the night. But I think um, if you were going to summarize that in a more very organized, but spontaneous at the same time and very focused with a lot of breaks. <laughs> so what is your business model? You know, I mean, what's your long-term vision for the school? So right now we offer only piano lessons because we want to do one thing really well. Within that, we'd like to be throughout Canada within a couple of years. Right now, the business model is just being redone. I've taken time off of teaching full-time 
um, so that I can work on the business full time. So I've redone all the internal organs and designed new software to make the booking process more easier. Um, so within a couple of years, we would like to be the number one piano providing school in Canada. And then we will introduce other instruments into the platform as well. And then we're looking at diff different kind of ways to make music education new with technology. Mm -hmm. And I can't really release too much about that right now. But Understood, understood, yeah. Okay, but you, you're, you, you do have a long-term vision. So we have a five-year and a two-year goal for sure. Are you going to stay in Canada or you, do you see yourself going <laughs> North America, global, what the heck? I don't know. I know that I want to take over uh, Canada. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure yet. It's a little bit too far out there. Um, but I was recently offered um, an opportunity to expand a portion of the business in India. So that is actually its own business of its own. It's a music education app for the mm -hmm. music school. That okay. is something that could launch globally. And so I've been offered investment for that. So as far as myself and my entrepreneurship goals, I think that music app might be one that launches throughout the world. What are the biggest benefits of being an entrepreneur, not in Toronto so much as southwestern Ontario, which is really where you hang out, basically? I mean, you're never very far away from Toronto. None of us are in southwestern Ontario. Mm -hmm. So what are, the, what are the boundaries within Ontario itself? I think it's becoming more common to find women entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but being a woman entrepreneur is a little bit isolating. And also being a solo entrepreneur is a little bit isolating. So a lot of my business is external employees and staffing. So we have almost 30 music teachers right now and they're all in different cities. Mm -hmm. And so a typical day of my work looks like getting up and designing stuff by myself. And then mm -hmm. going to work and sitting at a table by myself, dreaming myself, and then implementing all myself. So I don't know if other parts of the world have as many women entrepreneurs. Um, but I think in general, that's something that's a little, little bit unbalanced. And not for any reason. It's just, it's just what I'm finding right now. It's, then, pretty unba it's pretty unbalanced here still as well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 there's more, but not enough kind of thing. We do some of the best work outside the office, even though you work like heck, like most entrepreneurs. Whereabouts around here do you like to go to recharge, to get inspired, you know, just to think? That's a really good question. I find that I've, I have my inspiration moments in art and mm -hmm. in physical exercise. So I love going to art museums and art galleries. I love the AGO. Mm -hmm. and. The Mississauga is just a couple of way, a couple of blocks away from the Mississauga Art Gallery. Mm -hmm. So seeing art is very good for me. I get very, very creative when I see art. And as far as physical activities, I love to do physical activities outside. I love to run in different places. It allows me to create. So uh, the waterfront in Toronto is one of my favorite places to go and run. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird, unique? Are we wired differently? I mean, what do you think? I, I, I never quite know. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think we're a unique breed. I do a lot of research on entrepreneurs. I'm just reading the Steve Jobs books right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Steve Jobs book. And it's so interesting reading about who he is because I see so much myself. And it's a very interesting person. Um, what do you think? Well, I, I think we're a bit different, you know. I mean, uh, I mean... You know, I started life in one with one of the big companies with GM actually, and and that wasn't going to be my life. So you know, 
I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say the same thing. They, yeah. generally, they generally have a perfectly good career, and, yeah. but it's not not for them. You know, I like the wire differently. I, I wrote that question, so I think we are wired a bit differently, to be honest about it. You know, you know. I have to agree, and I I sometimes feel like it's again a little bit of an isolation thing, but I almost ride it some days too. Like you know what, it's it's a cool lifestyle. I, I don't know many people that live like this. Yeah, 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 it's cool or not, depending if you're an entrepreneur. I think. Anyway, you you, you said you're re- reading Steve Jobs' biography. You know, I like to always recommend books or audio books or whatever that can inspire entrepreneurs. You know? Me too. What's that one podcast? It's so good. Oh, the Tim Ferriss podcast, Tribe of Mentors. Oh man, there's so many good ones. You know, I've read a lot of the self-help books, Power of Happiness, Power of Now. They're great. The monk who sold his Ferrari. That one's a good one. You know what I really like too? Actually, maybe my number one recommendation is Norman Doidge, The Brain's Way of Healing. Analysis on the brain and how you can use the brain to physically heal yourself. And it's a book of little miracles. Um, Just gives you confidence in the ability that your brain has. When you think something, you can achieve it. So that's probably my number one. So if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you like to do for a profession? Hmm. What would I do for another profession or what's the next business I would open? Uh, <laughs> no, more of a profession. Because you know, yeah. if you open another business, you're just being an entrepreneur. I think this answers your questions. I would love to do something software engineering. Like I would love to learn the language of coding. I love learning languages. Just create things. Um, so that doesn't necessarily have to be an entrepreneurship role, but I mean, you are creating still. But I would love to learn how to do software. What job wouldn't you like to do? I would not like to be a front desk office administrator. And I think that is because I, I'm not too good with dealing with at face value concerns. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not that I'm not good at that. It's just... Okay. In business, what's your favorite word you know, or sentence? What, what do you most like to use? Mm, let's do it. Let's do it, okay. What's your least favorite word or sentence? Well, that's a good question, too. What's my least favorite? I, I quit. Somebody quits, that's a hard one. Same kind of thing with words. If you had to pick one or two, two words to describe yourself, what would they be? I would say um, optimistic. And energetic. Sure. Yeah, I know, I know I get told I just don't quit. I'm, don't. I'm very driven. So, that's a very good so one, too. That's the best word to describe me. What keeps you up at night? If anything, I mean, maybe nothing keeps you up at night. You know what? Usually at the end of the night, I'm, I hit my head on the pillow <laughs> pretty well. I live in a condo and I'm on the 35th floor. Uh, I actually prefer sleeping on the ground with my mattress instead of in a bed. And it uh-huh. puts me right at the level that I can see all the cars going by on the highway. Mm-hmm. I, I can just stare out the window all night at that. Yeah, that can keep me up at night. It's, I think it's nice to just see, you know, other little lives. They're just like me. Give me the top two or three things on what I term your inspired life list. You kind of discuss, we're talking about art, that kind of, that might oh. be one of them. I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of the uh, rainbow eucalyptus tree, but I love trees and nature. It's just, I could be in nature all day. 
Mm-hmm. And there's this one tree and it's in Papua New Guinea and it's in Hawaii. And I just think it's the most beautiful thing. It's, it's highlighter colored. When it, when it sheds its bark, it goes to rainbow coloring. And it's, it's on my bucket list this year to see. And it's mm-hmm. very, very, very tall as well. It's just like one of nature's like beautiful but bizarre things. Like you think about it, it's like highlighter color. So that nature just kind of blows my mind. You know, you can look at the roots of a tree and it can be huge. And I'd love to see a solar eclipse. Have you ever seen a solar eclipse? No, I have not. No. I heard this amazing TED talk on solar eclipse, and it's just yeah. talking about the experience of seeing it. And I would like to see a um, solar eclipse. So, this is, a, I asked everybody this. Okay. Seeing as you haven't listened yet, you, you don't know it's coming. Okay. There's a small tropical island just off Fiji that has only one phone booth and no internet. You drop you off there, you don't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat and we'll come and pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do there while you were there? Oh my gosh, that sounds like heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the moment my cell phone dies. I love the moment. I don't have Wi-Fi in my condo. I just love being distanced from it all. Mm -hmm. So what would I do there? Um, The first thing I would do is probably create some really cool art in the sand. I could just draw designs in the sand all day. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to swim. Um, I would love to climb the trees. I would love to go pick the flowers. I would love to bathe in the heat. I don't know if I'd ever pick up that phone call. I love nature. I could, you know, meditate on it all day. I, I, I can empathize with that for sure. Just coming to the end now, is there, you know, and I love it because you're, you're a new entrepreneur. Is there any advice that you may have received that you want to pass on to others? Because this is a, these programs, are, it's a national network. We kind of like to, to learn from the people we're interviewing. Yeah, I do a lot of coaching with entrepreneurs. And because I am younger, they're even younger than me. And most of the time, the entrepreneurs I speak with just don't have the understanding of what to do next. And so I, I always tell them just um, when you have an idea and you're wondering what to do next, start something online. Just start something today. You can just start um, something today, then, you know, you're already making better for tomorrow. So um, sometimes, you know, starting something today looks like buying a website, looks like writing your business plan for the business model canvas, or, you know, even just starting a Facebook page. I would say one of those three things you can do in a day. And usually that will give you just the seed that is needed to start. I would also suggest getting comfortable with your local entrepreneurship centers. I know I have three different incubators that I'm affiliated with. You know, be, be knowledgeable of the resources around you and people will help you if you know to go to them. How can our listeners get a hold of you? If there's anything they'd like to talk to you about, you know, uh, just give us some kind of contact detail today. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've started a few different companies, so I'm always really happy to, you know, show my ideas and um, share them with others. You can contact me personally in my email, E-M-I-L-E-E-M-A-E dot Feely dot one one two at gmail.com you can find me on linkedin it's emily feely uh you can type feely piano school in google and you'll find me um i'm really happy to help anyone who has questions well emily really glad to meet you we've kind of missed each other a few times and it's yeah. been, been been a lot of fun and uh, uh, i love music so keep the I, wish I had a piano here i would play something for you a little keep outro but keep, keep it cooking it's okay. your too, Phil.
Thanks everyone for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Phil Bliss. See you next time.